Welcome to the Lead More Podcast. I'm your host, John T. Meyer. The Lead More Podcast is the show where we sit down with leaders of today to help inspire and create more leaders for tomorrow. Because I believe the world needs more leaders. And I want you, the listener, you to be the next one. You ready? In this episode, uh, we're going to try something a little bit different. So this project, this podcast, we're 60 episodes in, has been such a fun experiment, a learning experiment for me, a way to um, give amazing leaders a platform. So I've learned a ton from them, but also just learned a lot about creating content, telling stories, and building a podcast. And so we've gotten a lot of feedback that on some of the solo episodes I've done, which are one, shorter, but two, just a little bit more specific on a topic or idea, people really enjoy those. So we're gonna try one of those. I'm kind of thinking of this as like two types of episodes. We have a, a friends episode, lead more friends, where we bring in guests, right? Leaders uh, of today and tomorrow and yesterday. And like a frameworks episode where we talk about a framework, a template, an idea, a concept that you as a leader, aspiring leader can take and use in your everyday life and in your leadership life. So. I don't know if we're gonna stick with that friends and frameworks idea. I love to give things a name, so let's just call it friends and frameworks. And today is our very first frameworks episode. It'll be shorter, it'll be just me, but I hope you like it. So here we're gonna talk about the four C's of a one-on-one. Let's go. All right, everybody, John T. Meyer here to talk about the four C's of a one-on-one. And let's back up a little bit in this frameworks episode. As a leader or an aspiring leader, we're going to tackle both sides of the one-on-one meeting. But let's first think about, definitely true in the business context, but I think in almost all leadership contexts, I see in, in, in my job as CEO of a company, I have three main jobs. One is to set the vision of the organization, right? Where are we going and why? What does it look like? And get the whole team on that same page, rowing the boat in the same direction, Two, to grow the people, grow the team so that they can in turn grow the business. We'll talk about that more. And three, protect the culture, right? Uh, in in Lemonly or Sioux Falls, I'm kind of known as like the culture guy, or I think I think about that a lot. And we, we've, we did a lot of things right with our culture at Lemonly. I firmly believe that culture is actually built by the team, by the people built from the ground up. But as a leader, it's your job to protect it, maintain it, and make sure that you don't deviate too far from the culture, that you don't let it crumble, right? So set the vision, grow the people, protect the culture. And today we're going to talk about the second one, grow the people. All right, so I mentioned this line earlier, but to grow the people, you grow the people, they grow the business, the best mark of a good leader, and we've had several of these people on the show, you can tell by the team that they have built around them, or even by the alumni network from their organization, their business, their nonprofit, their their sports team. Like, who are the people that go on, and what do they go on to do after they leave? Like, the influence or the leadership of this great leader, right? That's something I think a lot about. At the coaching tree, I'm I'm incredibly proud of all the people who worked at Lemonly who have gone on to start their own business or enter a new career or, you know, go on to do great things. Uh, I don't deserve all the credit, but I'm certainly proud of them. And so I think where we often get mistaken as leaders is that it's our job to do 
to grow the business. It's our job. We're responsible for all of that. When in, in, in tr- you know, in, in truth, the sign of a good leader is knowing when to find the right person, empower them, give them the space to operate, but also the clarity and the direction for what their task is and help them grow. And so that to me is done through the one-on-one meeting. And a little bit of a story here. So not that long ago, embarrassingly so, maybe five years ago in our 10-year history of, com- of the company, uh, all 16 employees reported to me. And I thought that was doing something great, right? I thought, we're a flat company. There is no hierarchy, whether you're the CEO or the intern. All ideas matter, right? Everybody has a voice. And I thought I was doing something right by doing that. But what happened is all 16 people reported to me, which meant I didn't have time for all of them. We weren't doing consistent one-on-ones. We do an annual review at the end of the year. I try to grab coffee or lunch once a year. I felt like I knew them well because the team was small enough, but I wasn't really like always an advocate for them or I wasn't in their corner of how they wanted to individually grow professionally and personally just because I was afraid of sort of hierarchy or quote unquote corporate, right? And so what we did is we promoted a few folks as directors at Lemonly and essentially added a middle layer, if you were to think of it as a team, right? Before it was just my business partner, Amy and I, which you met in last episode, and then everybody else. Now we had Amy and I, four directors in the middle, and then the rest of the team. And what happened, I was worried about this culture, worried about being two levels away from people, worried about, you know, red tape, and the exact opposite happened. People were grateful that they had somebody in their corner. They were grateful that they had a manager to watch out for them, to ask them questions, to be their advocate. And we had just way more company alignment and and trust and we were all marching in the same direction. And so the best way to do this, once you have the structure in place, is through the one-on-one meeting. I thought this is one-on-one meetings are ineffective, they're inefficient. It's two people for, you know, whether it be 30 minutes, 45, an hour, whatever it is, it's just two people. Like, how good is it? But it's so incredibly powerful as a leader, and you need to do it if you aren't doing it, if you are a leader. So I developed uh, for my own sake to to help me do better one-on-one meetings, uh, a model I call the four C's of a great one-on-one. So we're going to walk through that. The first C, if you you think about it as a box, right, a two-by-two matrix, we have four C's, left, right, bottom, left, bottom, right. Top left is to care. So think about this almost as like an agenda. You want to make sure it doesn't have to be a formulaic, okay, now we're moving on to the next C, but make sure in the span of your one-on-one meeting as a leader, you hit all of these boxes. So the first one is to care. Obvious, care about your people. Make it known that you care about them. Make a personal connection. Ask about their weekend. Ask about their kids if they have them. Ask about their hobbies. What are they working on? Show them that you know them as more than just an employee. You know them in a context outside of work. And just, you know, build a relationship. Pretty pretty easy and obvious, but super important. Don't get right to business. Make a, a moment of, of caring. Okay, top right, second box over. The second C is to celebrate. And this is one that we struggled with for a long time at Lemonly and have since improved. Celebrate your wins. Make sure we acknowledge the people, the hard work that they're doing, and share that. So take some time to stop. Reflect. Ask them what they were most proud of over the past week, the past month, the past quarter, celebrate your wins. And of course your team, like people will often say, 
you know, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't need to be publicly, I don't need credit. I don't need a lot of attention. And some people, you know, everyone wants that differently, but deep down, at least in the context of a one-on-one, people want to be told, Hey, nice job. You did really great on that specific advice, specific praise, specific feedback, and really tell them that, you know, why it was great. We try to do that on the weekly context with the entire team. Hey, here's a project that Brett did. It went really great. Props to him. Everybody claps. You know, that feels good. Of course that feels good. But then in the one-on-one context too, you can say, hey, Amberly, I loved how in that last meeting you came prepared and you brought this, this little model of how we should do the pricing. And so now that really saved us a ton of time and it's going to totally transform our business. It's very specific feedback and you're reinforcing the behaviors you want to occur again and again, right? You're reinforcing, you're, you're, you're advocating for them and, and letting them know what you want. So celebrate, 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 celebrate. Okay, bottom left, the third C, challenge. This is where we have to make sure that we're growing, right? Want to grow the company? Got to grow the team. So you're asking things. Hey, how can you grow? How could we do better on that marketing campaign this month from last month? Okay, we fell a little bit short on our goal. Why do you think that is? Can you have three suggestions of what we can do better next time? We all want to get better. And, and as leaders, we need to keep our team members accountable. This is where we can't allow, um, you know, this is where you're enforcing your core values. This is where you're enforcing and, and, and really setting a standard for the quality and the performance that you want on your sports team, on your organization, in your business. Challenge our people, right? We're not just going to say, well, nice try. We'll just move on. Like failure, absolutely okay. Mistakes, they happen but we need to learn from them and we need to challenge ourselves to get better. So hold your team members accountable for their progress. And then this, and we'll get to folks on the other side, the person who reports to this meeting, but this as a leader is where you need to help eliminate roadblocks for your report, for your person that you're in a one-on-one meeting with. So your job is to let them you know, challenge them, but also help them. How do we eliminate those challenges so that we can get the wins and of course celebrate. And now the bottom, the fourth C, the bottom right, commit. So we've talked about what's going well. We've talked about what we need to do better. We've challenged them for a new goal, beat the goal, go higher, strive for more, better every day. Now let's commit to that. So what will you do next? What's your action step? When we meet next week, when we meet next month, when we meet next quarter, what are we going to have done? So let's look toward the future. Let's collectively agree to this action step, and we'll hold each other accountable for it. We're committing to this thing together, right? The four C's of a one-on-one. Care, celebrate, challenge, commit. It's, I know it's, it's, you know, it's, it's a play on words. It's, it's kind of a tongue-in-cheek. I mean, it's, it's, it's a fun model, but it helps make it easy to understand, and you're hitting these four core areas of what has to happen in the meeting. So if a leader's job is to set the vision, grow the people, and protect the culture, the best way to grow the people is through the one-on-one meeting, and the best way to do a one-on-one meeting is through the four C's model. All right, now flip that briefly. If you're listening to the the Lead More podcast, you're like, that's great, John, cool. I don't have any direct reports. I'm not a CEO. I'm not in a management position right now. I want to be, and I think I will be later, but I'm not right now. What can I do? 
Now let's flip the table. You're sitting on the other side of the table. If you are the direct report, we'll say, we'll use that word. That's more of a business term, but you're the, you're the athlete, you're the uh, organization member, the team member. What can you do? What can you say? How can you help your leader make you better? I have three things. So the first thing I believe in the business context that the one-on-one meeting is owned by the direct report, not me. So when I'm meeting with my direct reports, this is not my meeting. This is your meeting. Ashton, Amy, Brett, you are here to, uh, you know, to get better and I'm here to help you. So if you have that philosophy and hopefully your leader does too, you got to own it. You got to come prepared. You help set the agenda. We actually have a template agenda for our one-on-ones, which I'm going to put in the show notes of this episode. So if you're listening on the website or Spotify or Apple, you'll see a link and it's just a Google doc. You can take it, take a Google sheet, you can take it and use it. Um, we have an agenda. So come prepared, fill it out, be ready, um, and make sure you own the meeting. The second one is you have to ask for help. We have sort of this complex that if we want to, you know, if we want our leader to like us, we need to be perfect. We want to never falter. We never want to never stumble. We don't want to show any weakness, right? Not true. You need to be willing to ask for help. And if this is a good one-on-one, they understand that it's their job to eliminate those roadblocks. So you need to acknowledge and let them know when you have a roadblock. So in that challenge bucket, I'm going to say, you know, hey, Jade, we didn't hit our goal last month. What happened? She needs to explain, you know, this is what happened. This is why I think it happened. And here's what I'm going to do better. And I'm going to also be there then as her leader to help her. So she might say, what I need help on is understanding this. Or what I need help on is our emails aren't converting. Or when I'm on the phone, it doesn't seem like they're reacting to this this service. So I want to get in and help. So ask for help, but also be specific in what you need. And the third one is just, Build a connection, right? Build the relationship. So I talked about the care bucket on the leader side. Invert that, flip it over, and care, of course, on on the direct report side. Um, try to you know have trust and rapport with your manager, your leader, your coach. You want them to be in your corner, like be in their corner, right? This is kind of basic, fundamental relationship stuff. But I think it's super important. Don't like. Don't get lost in power dynamics and worry, um, you know, that they don't care about you and thinking that you're just a a direct report, right? Like you can also be peers on a relationship level outside of work. You can, you know, have a connection. So you at least know something about their life and and, and ask them questions as well. Leaders love to be, you know, ask the same things that they ask you, right? So on this flip side of the table, it's your meeting, own that one-on-one. Ask for help so you can eliminate those roadblocks and build connection with your leader. All right, so that is the four C's of a good one-on-one. We're calling this a Frameworks episode. I hope you like it. I would love your feedback. I know this is very different than a typical Lead More podcast episode. I want to know if you like it. Um, I think we'll sprinkle these in every once in a while when we bring our friends on, but then to mix it up with a Framework episode here too. So. With that, that is all for the Lead More podcast, episode 61. Remember, we drop new episodes every Thursday. You can subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. You can leave us a five-star review. We love that. Thank you so much. And we'll be back next Thursday. Take care and be well.